will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning. Good morning, Real Presence Radio Live. Thank you for joining us this morning. My name is Jacques Daniel, here from the Diocese of Rapid City, sitting in the Chancery offices at the Diocese of Rapid City, sitting here with Sister, Sister Sarah. Sarah Kowal, SCTJM. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoying a cold, blustery morning. Oh, man. In the whole country, it seems like. Yeah, it's wild. I thought we were negative two, feels like negative ten was bad, but... Fargo, it sounds like it's a little colder up there. We're going to have some cold guests this morning, but it's going to be a warm, it's going to be a warm Warm show. We're going to have warm hearts. We're going to have warm conversations. We're going to keep everybody warm and smiling and enjoying this lovely day. So we should, we should pray. That would be great. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Do we give you great thanks for this new day that you've given us? We ask you to bless us, to bless each one of our guests, to bless their ministries and all that they do. Bless all those in our diocese and help us to live today with the greatest virtue, charity, and 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 ask each one, especially for those who are sick and suffering of our listeners, for all the graces they need to bear their crosses in their lives. We entrust ourselves to Our Lady and we pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for our sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. 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 In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, we have an amazing show this morning. We have a lot of guests, and we're going to kick things off. We're going to start rolling. We have uh, our first guest, Mr. Joe Heschmeyer. Hopefully I said that right. Joe, welcome. Can you hear us okay? I can, and you did. <laughs> nice. Uh, well, you're joining us from where? Uh, Kansas City. About, I'm just outside of Kansas City. And it's okay. uh, about comparably cold from the sounds of it. I think it's <laughs> yes. negative 5 right now. It feels like negative 20. So. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, share with us a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, yeah, I'm an apologist for Catholic Answers. I, well, I used to be a seminarian. Before that, I was an attorney. Uh, these days, I'm uh, married in a cold house with uh, a warm family, nevertheless. <laughs> so I've got a wife and, and three children, and uh, all of whom are, are now cooped up in the house. So hopefully we won't have any uh, unexpected guests during the call, but it is, it's not outside of the realm of possibility <laughs> that all of our normal procedures is going to go right out the window during the show days. <laughs> yeah. That's fantastic. And so... Apparently- so, Joe, how long have you been doing uh, apologies, or apologies, yes, apologies for Catholic Answers? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been a full-time Catholic Answers uh, apologist since March of 2021. Uh, before that, I was doing a lot of things for them kind of in my free time. Um, I was working for a different group, and then before that, when I was a seminarian, I was, I was doing some things with them, but it was kind of, you know, as time permitted. So I always joke that, 
you know, I, I had already written a book with Catholic Answers. I was on the show. I was writing articles for them. And they basically doing all of this stuff for free. I got like a small, like maybe $50 for an article, that sort of thing. And then they asked if I wanted to come on board and do the stuff I was trying to squeeze in in my free time uh, as my job. And they paid me a salary. <laughs> I thought, oh, this is the, uh, this is the easiest discernment ever. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I already know I like the work because I've been doing it for free. So, and yeah, just imagine your hobby and imagine somebody comes up to you and says, would you like to be paid for your hobby? And it's, That's uh, a pretty it's good day. Show. Yeah, it is. It was so on what my it, birthday, actually. In oh, wow, look at that. Yeah. The Lord gave you a beautiful birthday present that day. Yeah, that's true. And then my start date was my feast day. So, wow. It was a blessing. Beautiful. That's beautiful. So what, for our listeners, what, what exactly does it mean to be an apologist for Catholic Answers? What yeah, practically does that involve? Question. So, you know, you, you said apologies earlier, and it actually comes <laughs> from the same uh, word, which is apologia. Now, apologia is a defense, and if you've ever <laughs> given a really defensive apology, you know how it kind of got that, uh, that description. Mm-hmm. Where you're trying to apologize, you explain why it wasn't really your fault, and it's like, that's not really an apology. But etymologically, you know, in terms of the, what the word means, it kind of is. You were, you were trying to defend yourself. So apologetics is defending the faith. So historically, we divided between two ideas. Polemics are where you explain why somebody else is wrong, and apologetics are where you explain why your side is right. And so Christian apologetics is explaining why Christianity is true, whereas, you know, if you write a book on why some other religion uh, is wrong, that would be polemics. Mm-hmm. And nowadays polemics has a really, you know, bad uh, kind of connotation. But historically, it was not, these were not negative terms in either case. It was just the attacking side is polemics, the defending side is apologetics. And so... What we try to do at Catholic Answers is, is to defend the faith, to explain and defend the Catholic faith. And so anything related to that, answering people's questions or answering their challenges, our aim is to do all of that and to show the, the truth of the Catholic faith. Wonderful. Is there a certain aspect or topic that you particularly will focus on or like to focus on or enjoy talking about and explaining? Yeah, you know, I've got a few. So... I find that, you know, so I'm, you know, I, I grew up here in Kansas City, and uh, growing up we didn't have Catholic radio, but we had a lot of Protestant radio, and I went to Protestant school for a while and had a number of Protestant friends. So I know, like, evangelicalism pretty well, and so a lot of the apologetics I've kind of been used to doing are answering Protestant objections. Mm-hmm. And so I, I find I, I prefer doing that over the stuff where it's like, well, Maybe this person doesn't believe in the Bible at all, and that, that is a much harder conversation. Those are really important conversations, and I try to do them. But in terms of what I just really enjoy doing, uh, I find the Catholic-Protestant stuff to be more enjoyable, because especially with more conservative Protestants, you can start with, well, we both believe the Bible's true. What does the Bible say? And so you have kind of a foundation to have a, a meaningful conversation. And what can often be tricky uh, when you're dealing with someone who isn't religious or doesn't really know exactly what they believe, it's hard to sometimes know where to even begin the conversation. So that's a very broad answer. I think in terms of like more specific topics, I love talking about the Eucharist, the papacy, and the early church. Wonderful. And you are coming, Joe, to speak at the RPR banquet soon in Aberdeen on February 20th. Is that right? Yes, that's right. Yeah, and I'm pretty I, sure... I... <laughs> 
clearly didn't look at the weather before agreeing to this. Yeah, that wasn't a good idea to accept a winter invitation. <laughs> you never know. You never know. It might be nice and warm. But South Dakota is a little moody, so you never know what you're going to get. Yep. But that is true. You want. You want. You do want to. Forward to it. I've never been over again. Wonderful. It's a. It's a great state. But yes, yeah, summertime is usually a little more amiable around here. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't that doesn't shock me. So yeah, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it. I've been to North Dakota in the winter, but I've never been to South Dakota. Well, hopefully, it's a little warmer for you. <laughs> yeah. What uh, this upcoming banquet on in on February Tuesday, 20th. February twentieth mm-hmm. in Aberdeen? What is mm-hmm. the what's your topic? What are you going to be talking about? Yeah, so I, I mentioned the Eucharist earlier, but looking at kind of the Eucharistic heart of worship, that there's, sometimes we use the word worship a little loosely as Christians, you know, we'll talk about praise and worship music, or we'll just say, oh, you know, you'll sometimes hear people say, uh, Catholics worship saints, or all this, and it's like, well, what, what does anyone here in this conversation mean by the word worship? And more importantly, what's the biblical kind of concept of worship? And then, once we have that piece, seeing why the Eucharist is so important to that. Because I think one of the things we're going to see is a a lot of the reasons people think we worship Mary and the Saints is because we've lost a sense of worship. And so honoring or asking for prayers is viewed as worship. And it's like, wait, wait, wait. If all you're doing from God is asking Him for things, you're actually falling short of worshiping Him. So maybe the problem isn't that we're worshiping Mary and the Saints. Maybe the problem is you're not giving God any more than what we give to Mary and Saints. So if you could explain then, what what is proper worship? What does that mean? Yeah, so so let's let's give like maybe a threefold distinction. Um, In Scripture, you've got the synagogue. And a lot of modern Protestants will, will even explicitly, if you read like the literature in terms of liturgical stuff, will say that their worship services are the fulfillment of the first century synagogue. But the first century synagogue wasn't a place of worship. It was a place where people could gather and read Scripture and hear talks about Scripture. But that's not what worship is. That's what teaching and preaching is. And teaching and preaching are good. Jesus teaches and preaches. He goes in the synagogue every Saturday. But he doesn't consider it worship. He doesn't even consider it prayer. The only time we hear uh, the synagogue and prayer mentioned together are Matthew 6, where he says not to pray in the synagogue. And so, okay, teaching and preaching is talking about God. Prayer is talking to God. Now, prayer you can do anywhere, and the Jews could do anywhere. This was not something that they were, you know, oblivious to. We see Jesus praying in lonely places and in the upper room. We see the Pharisees praying on the street corners and trying to be, you know, noticed when they're praying. But then there's this third thing, which is worship, which is something beyond preaching and something beyond even prayer. And so if preaching is talking about God, and prayer is talking to God, worship is giving God what is owed to Him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, the English word worship from worthyship, giving someone their worth. And in the ancient world, this always involved sacrifice. That sacrifice was the currency of worship. So if we don't have sacrificial worship, we don't have this, this key piece of how we give God what is His. Amen. 
That's huge. And the, the temple was really the, the place of worship then. Yes. Is that right? Exactly. So, in, in, yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly right. The synagogue was the place of teaching. The lonely place, the upper room, the street corner, depending on who you were, was the place of prayer. And then the temple was the place where all of this came together with mm-hmm. worship. Now, you could certainly pray in the temple, but you could pray other places. You could only worship in the temple. And you see this in a really remarkable way in the back and forth between Jesus and the Samaritan woman. Because mm-hmm. she says that they believe you have to worship on that mountain, it's Mount Gerizim. It's where the uh, Passover lamb is sacrificed for the Samaritans. Whereas the Jews say you have to worship in Jerusalem, and she means there the temple. And so mm-hmm. you have this idea, this is a, a distinct thing, and it has a distinct place. Beautiful. And, and how, how fitting and right, right, that the, the Mass brings all these things together, right? That we, we find yes, all of these elements exactly. of the we human relationship there's, there's with God in the Mass. prayer, mm-hmm. his worship. And in fact, we can say even more than that, that the, the Christian concept of worship is, is really linked to the idea of the temple, because the temple is where you offer worship. But then you say, well, Jesus replies to the Samaritan woman by saying worship is going to be in spirit and truth. How, how does that work? Well, now the temple is threefold. It's the body of Jesus, it's our bodies, because we've been united to Jesus, and it's in the Church. And so at the Mass, you have all of these three things together. You come with all of your joys and sufferings that you offer up in the temple of your body, and that's spiritual worship. St. Paul says this in Romans 12. But you also are coming together with the body of Christ, the Church, which is the temple of God, which we're also told the Church is described this way, and you're offering at the table of the Lord which is the altar of the Lord, that sacrifice, the temple of his body in the temple of the Church. So this whole theology of the temple is all this theology of sacrifice and worship, and it's all brought together in one beautifully. So all of these things, all of these strands come together, prayer, uh, teaching, worship. Pardon? Wonderful. No, so did, now did we just get, get a, a preview <laughs> of the talk in Aberdeen? <laughs> Well, we're going to take a, a little break uh, here, Joe, but we want to come back and talk a little bit more. We did get a little preview. We probably can hear you and other people talking about worship all over the place on the internet, pull up some things, listen to you on Catholic Radio, but there's a benefit to the RPR banquet we're going to talk about when we come back from the break. So if you are joining us uh, this morning... Stay warm, refill your cup of coffee, and uh, catch us on the other side of the break. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Searching for more great Catholic content? Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com. Find Catholic news you can trust, information about events coming up in the local area, and the latest on what's happening at the RPR Network. And don't forget that you can listen to any of our stations around the clock from anywhere in the world. Need prayers for someone or something in your life? You can submit those through our online form for the entire family to pray for. Real Presence Radio, your family of faith and hope. Online at realpresenceradio.com. God's blessings to all of you today as you are listening to Real Presence Radio. This is Father Wilhelm, and I'm a priest of the Diocese of Fargo. What a wonderful gift and a grace that we have in our Holy Church is that we have 
Holy Mother, Jesus' mother, who loves us so very much, and she prays for us. Isn't it wonderful to have a mother on our side, a mother who prays for us, a mother who loves us as Christ as our brother? Then that means that Mary is truly our mother, our spiritual mother. And so as you pray that beautiful gift of the Hail Mary, let each of these prayers be as roses that is presented before her holy feet, and she brings our prayers and lays them before her son, Jesus, and all of us. Always listen to our mother. Listen to what our mother is asking you. Come to the Savior. Come to my son. Come to Jesus Christ. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sappo from Lumen Vision in Fargo. The American Academy of Optometry recommends that all children receive eye exams every two years, beginning at six months old. As one of North Dakota's only fellowship-certified pediatric optometrists, it is my mission to ensure that children are screened for preventable eye conditions like lazy eyes, cataracts, and eye turns. Lumen Vision offers eye exams for children and adults, and you don't need vision insurance to book an appointment. You can schedule your appointment online at www.lumen.vision. Vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of Real Presence Radio. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Good morning and welcome back to Real Presence Radio Live. I'm Jacques Daniel here with Sister Sarah Kowal in the Diocese of Rapid City. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. We're enjoying some warm coffee. We're inside. The, this particular room is warmer than both of our offices. <laughs> <laughs> we might hang out here all day. Uh, we've been having a great conversation this morning with Joe Heschmeyer with Catholic Answers, talking a little bit about himself and and uh, topic that he's got at this uh, upcoming RPR banquet in Aberdeen, South Dakota on February 20th. So that's, you know, it's cold today, but you never know what's going to happen in South Dakota. It could be a balmy 40, 40 degrees or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to hold my breath, but it could be great. It'd be fantastic. And here's the deal. We were just talking right before the break that, uh, ta- talking a little bit about your topic for the, uh, the keynote and, uh, talking about right worship and the Eucharist and, and uh, clarifying some things and, and, uh, and creating an apology for a Catholic view of worship and, mm-hmm. how, the, and how we uh, enter into that and how we can take advantage of what the church gives us in the, in the liturgy. Um, but we talked about, you, could, you can listen to our, you can you know, play that little MP3 clip back over and over and over again and uh, and get some good information but there's going to be an advantage to coming to the actual banquet not only i'm sure that there's going to be delicious food that you don't have to cook yourself there's going to be food there's going to be beverages uh you're going to get to see joe in person but what is the what's the benefit of coming to one of these rpr banquets joe are you, are you asking me? Yeah. I think there's, there's several. <laughs> One is that you actually get to support quality radio. And so this is, I'm a big believer in uh, kind of the mission of radio. And one of the reasons I'm a big believer in it is because I find it reaches people who are impossible to reach otherwise. And so here's what I mean. I uh, was giving a talk down in southern Missouri and afterwards went out and got a bite to eat with a guy who was uh, a Baptist uh, Deacon, I believe. 
And he was quietly kind of exposed to Catholic radio. And he, you know, it was one of these classic things where he would change the channel back when he got to work and so that, you know, if anyone else got in his car, they wouldn't hear that it was on Catholic Answers uh, and, or on um, EWTN. Uh, and it's a, it's a way of reaching people who maybe wouldn't feel comfortable at the point in their journey that they're on and picking up a Catholic book. It's a way of reaching people who maybe aren't even that interested in Catholicism, but just want a good conversation or want to listen to something to pass the time while they're driving. And so it's a great way of reaching people who, I'm not exaggerating when I say, are seemingly unreachable otherwise. This is going out on the airwaves just wherever people happen to be. And so it's getting people you don't even know. It's getting people that you wouldn't even think to cross paths with or would know, hey, maybe this person's on a journey that they're not sharing with anyone else. Maybe this person doesn't even realize they're on the journey, but God has something in store for them. And radio is this incredible tool uh, for that. So I think that's a, a good reason right there, is just to support the mission of Catholic Radio, which is, I think, a mission very much uh, worth fighting for. Uh, but then second, I think having the actual experience of being with brothers and sisters in Christ and being able to ask questions and being able to kind of go deeper, it's, it's great listening to this stuff, and it's great kind of encountering this, but we don't want to miss the experience of community. And so there's something to be said about just the way it can be really revitalizing to come together with people who share your faith and your passion for the faith and, and to be kind of mutually enriched by one another. Amen. And we just had our our uh, RPR banquet here, and I believe it was November in Rapid City, um, and we had about 400 faithful gather for the banquet to listen to Deacon Harold. And it was it was a wonderful event. Uh, it was just you're right. There's something together, to, something beautiful and powerful just in the Catholic community coming to be, together to support a good cause, um, and enjoy a great talk too, and good formation, which is what yeah, we're receiving Deacon constantly. Is outstanding. So yeah, see, it was wonderful. Don't put that is the bar for people coming to uh, <laughs> see me in February. But, uh, I, I just met him in the fall, and he's a he's a, a real gift for the church. He is. He he definitely had us laughing and smiling a lot, but yes. his message was really powerful, so we enjoyed having him here in Rapid. I think that is something beautiful. This is the first uh this is the first banquet in November that I've missed in a couple of years. We've had it was a long story, but we had uh we had I always say that whenever I start a story. It's a long story. <laughs> We're going to make it sure. Uh, but I can come, and so I've mi- I missed it. Yeah, I miss seeing people, and especially in our area, you know, coming from all over, from not just, mm-hmm. you know, the te- you know you start going to 1030 Mass. That's when our family goes to Mass at the cathedral, and so you see the same faces all the time, and it's good to be in community, and there's mm-hmm. all sorts of, it's good to worship and all those things we were talking about. Uh, but we don't often see the people that normally go to 8 o'clock Mass and the people that go to 530 Mass and the people from St. Therese across the uh, across the city, and so to have everybody in one place uh, from the area, and to to pray together, to eat together, to um, yes. and to be encouraged in the faith in a, in a time that's super challenging right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the the Epistle to the Hebrews talks about this, just like mm-hmm. the way that we can build one another up, and so not to refrain from gathering together. That you know, if every Catholic stayed home, and you know, let's say you. You only live streamed the mass, and you didn't come together in any kind of Catholic setting, and no one knew who else was even Catholic out there. That would be incredibly lonely. I think we had a little taste of that during the the COVID shutdown, and just the, the tremendous loneliness and the number of people who fell away from the faith during that, in many cases, hasn't come back, mm-hmm. is really heartbreaking. 
And it speaks to that need for community to support one another, maybe more than, than we or they even realize. Mm-hmm. And in many ways, the taking of it away from us, in many ways, made everyone, I think, appreciate the gift that we do yeah. have in in being together, which I think in many ways was being lost. The notion of that was being lost. So yes. in, in some ways, there's, because, there's that church, realization. It feel enriching when, when you've got yeah. like, me and my kids behind you and we're just, mm-hmm. you know, trying to <laughs> every two seconds. Or, you know, you've got <laughs> just the, the chaos or the person who doesn't seem like they're paying attention. And there's all these times where your neighbor can feel like a distraction from prayer. Mm-hmm. They're actually really a gift from God. Mm-hmm. Uh, even in the midst of all of that. Absolutely. Amen. Yeah, beautiful. It's sort of like, yeah, I just uh, soak that in for a minute. <laughs> so, soak that in for a minute. <laughs> well, Joe, we, uh, you know, I, I think our listeners, if if you don't know how to get to the RPR bank, we go to the RPR uh, website and uh, realpresenceradio.com and uh, I think if it's not right on the home page I think it might be uh, there should be a link to uh, upcoming um, events under news and you can find the Aberdeen event coming up and uh, and don't delay get on it <laughs> uh, I think it's right on the home page go to uh, go click on it register today so they know you're coming they have enough food for you and you get to hear a, a fantastic conversation with Joe and get to be with the mm-hmm. people in your area who are just as cold as you are and uh, but are excited <laughs> to be together mm-hmm. in community and uh, and learning more about their faith and and supporting real presence radio you're listening yeah. to real presence radio now. Uh, and hopefully you realize it's, it's uh, just as Joe said, like it's a huge gift. Mm-hmm. It is a huge gift, and it does reach people where um, not everyone can, a normal person can walk in and, mm-hmm. t- and talk to people. So there's a beautiful yep. testimony of the power of radio. Great formational, uh, continuous, wonderful formation. You hear so many stories um, when you talk to people at RPR banquets and how they have been affected, especially by the formation, the continuous formation yeah. that they've received through Catholic Radio, um, which is a real gift that we have. If I, if and I could add one yes, thing real, really quickly. The one, one difference between books and radio is radio is often more conversational. Mm-hmm. And so depending on who the person is, some people prefer to just like have a book, they can read it over and over and over again, and they can look in the footnotes and the end notes and all that. But other people really benefit more from listening to a conversation, and they might glaze over if you just hand them a book, or they may mm-hmm. never read the book because it feels like too much of a time commitment, even if they're interested in the in the topic. So something like this, like, as humans, we're hardwired for conversation, mm-hmm. and we, we want to listen in on other people's conversations. And here, you get to listen in on someone else's conversation for the glory of God. And that can be really inviting, and it, it, it's allowing the gospel to reach us in a very human way. Amen. So, Joe, what what takeaways are you hoping that those who attend the banquet are going to have? I hope people come away from the banquet with a greater appreciation that there's something really special about the Eucharist that the whole history of salvation has really been pointing towards, and that this is a way to do what so many people across the world had tried to do for centuries, which is to offer worship to God in a way that's pleasing to Him. But now He's given us a way to do that, by giving us the one gift that he can really gratefully receive of infinite value, which is the gift of his own son. Amen. 
And I think, and, and I know, I, at least I can recall, I think many people talk about this, but I know I recall often Bishop Barron, Barron speaking regularly about how we are wired and hardwired to worship something. And so the key yeah, is absolutely. that we are worshiping God, otherwise we will worship something else, right? And that's something that's yeah. so important for people to realize as well, is that we are hardwired for worship. And and this is the thing, you know, there's, just like there's a law of conservation of energy, mm-hmm. where you can never really destroy energy, you just change its shape. Yep. The same thing is true with religion. I was, I was reading an article about this, that people don't get less religious, they just switch their religious allegiance to someone or something else. Correct. So maybe yes. they worship politics or money or something else now. But that's, they're trying to fill this gap that only mm-hmm. God can rightly fill, and none of these other things are going to make you happy in the long haul. Yes. Amen. Well, Joe, thank you for joining us this morning. Again, if you want to, uh, if you want to hear more from Joe, and you want free food, and you want uh, a community and an opportunity to uh, be together with uh, fellow Catholics and to support Real Presence Radio, go to the uh, realpresenceradio.com, the RPR homepage. Uh, up in the top bar, hit news, uh, upcoming RPR events, RPR banquets, or you can just Google RPR. Real Presence Radio Banquets, and uh, hopefully you get to that page where you can see the upcoming banquets, February 20th at Aberdeen, at the Aberdeen Event Center. Keynote speaker Joe Heschmeyer with Catholic Answers, talking about worship. So you can click on it, register, go, register today. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you, Joe. Thanks for being with us. Yes, uh, thank you so yeah, much. Thanks for having me. It was a real joy talking to you. Yeah. Well, coming up next on Real Presence Radio Live, don't go anywhere. Get a refill on your coffee. We're going to be talking about uh, the bells that will soon be ringing. We're going to hear a little bit about a special event that happened in one of our local parishes and, uh, and its significance to us as Catholics. So join us after the break as Real Presence Live continues. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. Did you know you can listen to Real Presence Live anytime on any podcast platform? Just search for Real Presence Radio on platforms such as Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and on the Real Presence Radio website. Then subscribe so you don't miss any future shows. If you like what you hear... Give us a good rating so other people can find us as well. Real Presence Radio, your family of faith and hope. Uh, I remember even during that time, and and this was uh, during the beginning years of John Paul II's pontificate, and whenever I heard him on TV, because he was always in the news, especially his travels in Eastern Europe, Poland and all, I, I would hear the things that would come out of his mouth, and I would go, there's no way this person is not close, closer to God than I am. Mm. Uh, you know. So I always had this sort of secret respect for, uh, for John Paul II. Of course, I never said this to any of my <laughs> brethren friends. You, know. you wouldn't dare. No, of course not. But I, 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 I don't mean to disparage them, because they taught me to love the Scripture. And interestingly enough, even though they, they do not believe in the real presence of Christ in the sacrament. They had communion every Sunday, and so they really taught me to love the Lord's Supper uh, and to love the Scriptures, and so I'm really thankful to them for that.
What if you could earn a degree that offers the best of both worlds, an MBA and a master's degree in philosophy? The University of Mary offers one degree that combines world-class business training with a careful study of life's deepest questions through their combined MBA, MA, and philosophy program. By earning one degree in both philosophy and business online, you will rigorously engage the big ideas needed to address professional challenges. Visit catholicprofessional.life.